Hey everybody, welcome back to Black Hole Sun Podcast. Thank you so much for returning. If you're returning, if you're new, thank you for taking your time out to listen to us. Um, I'm your host, Moss, and this episode is about the Milwaukee cannibal, um, the Milwaukee cannibal himself, Jeffrey Dahmer. Um, Gosh, I watched a few docs on him, and... (laughs) This was this was this was hard to watch. It was really just heavy. Let me give you just the facts. So Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was born May 21st, 1969 in Milwaukee. He's known as the Milwaukee Cannibal, just like I said, or the Milwaukee Monster. He was a convicted American serial killer and a sex offender who committed the murders and dismemberment of 17 men and boys from 1978 to 1991. Many of the later murder involved necrophilia, cannibalism, and the permanent presence of body parts typically all are part of the skeleton. So if you don't know what necrophilia is, it's um, it's a heavy one. It's, it's to have sexual sort of intimacy with a dead body. So he did that, and cannibalism, of course, is to eat body parts and, and flesh. Although Jeffrey was diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizophrenia, personality disorder, and psycho psychotic disorder, Dahmer was found legally sane at his trial. He was convicted of 15 of the 16 murders he had committed in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, sorry, and was sentenced to 15 terms of life imprisonment on February 15, 1992. Dahmer was later sentenced to 16th, a 16th term of life imprisonment for an additional homicide committed in Hawaii and Hawaii, sorry, Ohio in 1978. On November 28, 1994, Dahmer was beaten to death by Christopher Scover, a fellow inmate at the Columbus Correctional Institute in Wisconsin. As I said, Dahmer was born in Wisconsin on May 21st, 1960. He is the first of two sons of Joyce. Um, she's a teletype machine instructor. I don't even know what a teletype instructor is and Lionel um, he was a chemistry student it's been claimed that Dharma was deprived of attention as an infant other sources however suggest that Dharma was generally doted upon as an infant and a toddler see one of my, my, my biggest things is his childhood his infancy isn't really well documented so we really don't know what's going on with him in terms of that so some reports would say he was doted on others say he was ignored so yeah the first thing in his life that someone noticed there was something a little off about Jeffrey was in first grade his first grade teacher talked about him being very secluded you know um he was just just depressed I guess his first grade teacher would talk about um it seemed that he neither the, the see here they they say the parents weren't that concerned also we 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 have to remember that it's the set the the 60s and the 70s and things like depression and anxiety in children weren't as I don't know what the word is like it wasn't as kind of 
highlight it as it is today like if a kid is depressed or sad or something we really take care of it back then it was like kind of like we'll suck it up buttercup you know like people didn't put as much attention kids kind of played on their own a lot kids kind of not like today like kids are are, are doted after a lot more kids back then they were just th sent outside and, and god knows what, what happened to them they were just doing their own thing um in his young younger years jeffrey would collect roadkill and he would collect roadkill and kind of scrape away um the, the skin and the flesh from the bones he was like fascinated by that um his dad at an early age taught him how to kind of remove the flesh off bones thinking that it was more of like i don't know what he was thinking because i thought i think that's so freaking weird but like thinking that he's doing a collection kind of learning the, i guess the the um anatomy of animals and like more of a doctor's sense i guess that's the safest thing i could think of if my son came up to me if i had a son and he said i want to learn how to remove the skin from the bones but chemically how do we do that i'd be like okay wait a minute there's something real wrong here but like i said before it was a different time and kids were kind of given a more like we didn't people didn't it was an innocent time people didn't see warnings like we do now like I, I you know i would see it as a warning his dad was probably like oh he just probably just wants to learn more about the anatomy of animals it's like no he wants to do other things but anyway anyway so then his whatever story you listen to either his parents didn't give a crap about him or his parents were very doting i kind of go with the first i feel like his parents just didn't care his dad was a full-time student at university and his mom was very sick so he he had himself and his brother but apparently he didn't spend a lot of time with his brother um and i'm sure after all that's happened with jeffrey dahmer um his parents probably didn't want to talk about what happened in his childhood and probably want to put themselves in a better light so we'll really never know you know how his childhood what happened in his childhood um fun fact they wanted to um keep his brain after his death but his mom wanted to respect his wishes and they cremated him but there could have been some sort of I don't know a lot of these serial killers always had some sort of head trauma and there's some sort of damage to their brain and I feel like he probably was the same way he probably had some sort of like he probably fell or had some head trauma and had a certain damage to part of his brain that triggered this murderous effect so there's that so when he became a teenager, his parents started divorcing and separating. Um, so he started drinking heavily, heavily. Like he was drinking all the time. Um, he would drink in class of all things. And he was really into, you know, his roadkill and just, he would do really er erratic things in, in class. Like pretend like, <laughs> pretend like he was having a seizure and like scream out suddenly and he was you know an oddball but he was really big into drinking and stuff um his first kill was in 1978 he picked up a hitchhiker by the name of Stephen Hicks who was going to a concert and was like hey man do you want to come over and drink some beer and a guy was like yeah sure so you know drink a couple of beers and um 
and I guess because of what was going on with his parents separating, he had this fear of being alone. So when this guy was like, I'm ready to go, dude. I got to go to my concert. He like basically bashed him over the head and didn't want him to leave. Um, and he kept the body and he kind of dissected. And he, um, the other thing that happened to him at, at his teenager, he realized that he was a homosexual, he was gay. And, but because he lived in a small town, it was like shunned upon, you know, um, probably very religious town. So he kind of kept that to himself. So after he killed Stephen Hicks, he masturbated over the, the, the dead body. Um, and then he started peeling away this flesh from the bones and doing things to it. Um, when he was done with it, he kind of like took all the body parts that he didn't want and, um, buried it in their backyard, you know? prior to that he was he was gunning for a jogger that he was very attracted to he saw this jogger pass by all the time by his house and he was like ready to kill this guy he waited one day with a bat um to see if the jogger would pass because he was going to knock him in the head and take him home and do the same thing he did to Stephen hicks but the jogger never came so i think that that's what happened with this other guy he just like needed to find somebody else to do it to so that happened because he was having such a hard time in life and wasn't, you know, he graduated high school and things weren't working, you know, he was just being a bum. His dad suggested he join the army. So in 1979, he joined the army. Um, in the army itself, it seemed like he wasn't getting along with people. He is later found out that he raped two soldiers. Um, and then he was medically discharged in 1981 not i don't remember what for what reason but yeah in 1981 he was discharged then he came back and he was kind of roaming around so then his father suggested he move back to milwaukee with his grandmother so for a while he was living with his grandmother and it seemed like he was getting on the 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 straight and narrow because his grandmother was very religious um his grandmother kind of helped him kind of find purpose he he even got a job at one point so but I guess it lasted for so long, you know, like it was good for so long. And then suddenly he got the urge to start killing again. So he started looking out for young men and mostly he found them in bars and, you know, like he would pick up guys and, and have sex with them or sleep with them and then kill them and then keep their bodies to kind of examine them. Um, he liked to dismember their bodies and eat their flesh and and cut their body parts and like it's just really just sick scene i mean he ended up murdering 17 men over 13 years and yeah it was it was pretty pretty gruesome and most of his victims were african-american there was a big thing about that he after his grandmother kicked him out of his out of her house she kicked him out of his house out of, out of her house he moved into he had gotten a, a job at a chocolate factory and then he moved into um an apartment in a african-american neighborhood and from there he lived in this his apartment and you know he kept doing his thing he kept bringing guys over having sex with them and then killing them and then having sex with the corpse afterwards and then dismembering the bodies and kicking them in the freezer in a barrel on the stove like it was it was pretty sick it was pretty sick um so finally in 1991 i i remember the guy's name was tracy 
um tracy oh gosh i cannot remember his, the, I, I believe maybe it's tracy stevens anyway this gentleman comes over i believe it was uh, my understanding was it wasn't sexual at all like the guy he's he saw this guy and was like hey you want to come up and have some beer and like it was super like chill like hey i've got some beers upstairs you want to hang out <coughs> oh excuse me and the guy was like yeah sure why not so he comes up to his apartment and i guess right away right away the guy knew you know actually prior to that um the neighbors were complaining to building management that there was this really bad odor coming out of jeffrey's apartment and management called him up and was like hey what's going on the neighbors complaining and he was like oh refrigerator rotten food and it it happened like more than once too but nobody came to like the apartment to check what what the problem was they kind of were like whatever man you know as long as you get rid of it so (sighs) there was a lot of instances where he could have gotten caught and he wasn't so we'll go over that in a second so anyway going back to this person named tracy who finally got him caught so this guy comes over they're hanging out and right away you know i mean the smell would have been one of the indicators but he said that it was something besides the smell there was other things that were just not right and then suddenly um jeffrey puts his handcuffs on him and it hadn't drugged him yet because jeffrey's thing was to drug guys like he would bring them over and then he'd drug them and let them be unconscious and do the and then strangle them when they were like you know unconscious so he hadn't drugged him yet but then he put his he put handcuffs on him the guy was like what the hell is going on he was like why are you do you know so the guy knew right away that there's something not right so he distracts him he goes to the bathroom he does this um at one point distracts him so well that he runs out of the apartment building and finds some cops and he's like hey th- i was hanging at this guy's house the guy's apartment and he put these handcuffs on me and you know what's take these things off me and the cops couldn't use their key to get the handcuffs off so they go back to jeffrey and like hey give us the key and stuff and as the cop is just like there's two of them so the cops he's like oh yeah you know whatever i don't know what excuse jeffrey gave them um but as the cops are looking around one cop goes into the bedroom he opens he saw saw like nothing it just smells bad like i don't don't understand nobody's like oh god this smells like death in here but anyway so the cop one cop goes into the bedroom and would you know it one of the dressers were open and he saw pictures of polaroids because jeffrey liked to take pictures prior to the body people being dead but then he would take pictures of like the dead bodies and dead body parts so that right there he saw that and then they kind of held down jeffrey and they started opening up things they found a barrel big old barrel with body parts in it they found they opened the refrigerator that was the other thing that guy he wouldn't let that guy open the refrigerator they opened the refrigerator and there were body parts in there this on the stove in a pot there were hands and fingers and things in there there was it was like pure carnage there was all sorts of things there were like skulls and 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 jars and just like stuff that you're like holy crap like when people when you start looking you found a bunch of things so he got caught that day um he was caught and he like I said prior, he 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 was 15 terms of life prison in February 15, 1982. So he was caught. Um, 
it's crazy it really was a crazy trial um and i just yeah just researching it it's wild it's really wild how how long he got away with everything so we're gonna take a little break when we come back i'm gonna give you my thoughts on on the whole thing on jeffrey himself so hold on and we're back so this was really hard i watched a couple of docs on jeffrey dahmer it's it's brutal it's tragic um i think when i see a lot of serial killers i always notice that a lot of them are a caucasian um be from a you know a well-to-do family a lot of them live in there's just it's it's a lot of like like you 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 watch these docs and you see that there was one point when his grandmother kicked him out of the house that he was transferring the body parts from his grandmother's house to his apartment the cops stopped him for a traffic violation and instead of looking at them in the back of the car where he had those bags they were just like what's that and he was like oh this is just garbage and stuff and they just let him go if the cops would have taken a second just to check they would have seen you know body parts and they would have arrested him but no they just let him go and then there was the case of the young man oh gosh i can't remember the young man's name he was like 14 um prior to molesting this guy the 14 year old he had actually jeffrey dahmer had molested his brother not knowing sort of not even like i mean it's a a small town in america he molested his brother had gone gone to have been has been on probation is on a sex offenders list for molesting this boy he somehow found his brother who's 14 and taking him taking him with him to his apartment drugged him and then decided to just leave him in the house go get beer and cigarettes and then this kid just kind of wakes up and is wandering the streets naked and the cops were called like these women found him and the cops were called and hey there's this kid rocking around naked and stuff jeffrey gets back and is like oh no 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 there's so there's two stories you know one person said that he said oh this is my 19 year old roommate and he drank too much he's a little disoriented and then other people say oh this is my like my 19 year old boyfriend and he drank too much and what i don't know what he said to the cops but he's like i'll take care of them and he took him back to the apartment and then after that he dragged him some more and killed him so that's another instance that if the police would have stepped in and kind of like was like wait a minute let me ask this kid some questions and figure this out or let's take him to the hospitals you know if he's that drunk he's that messed up let's take him to the hospital and have his stomach pumped and let's talk to him no just insane how it was just like no no we we didn't even think of that we didn't even think of that you know and even in the army like when he was in the army for that time like why didn't anybody notice his behavior there too he raped two two other soldiers and he was discharged like you know 
nobody noticed anything that was going on like there's a lot of instances that like his first grade teacher even said that there's something not right about him and nobody nobody you know nobody nobody kind of took the extra step to figure it out um i think that whatever happened i mean from my understanding of of true crimes and serial killers there's always some sort of traumatic event or something in the family or in the home life and i feel like there's something that went on that we don't know about like his parents make it seem like he was a good kid you know nothing happened but that's not how this these stories occur this is not how these stories start there's always something um there's always some sort of traumatic event when they're very very young so i you know yeah maybe he wasn't being paid attention to or something like that also a lot of these serial killers get have tremendous head trauma they always have some sort of head trauma that happens to them that kind of turns them this way i don't know if something like maybe jeffrey was dropped in his head or got some head trauma and the parents didn't want to take him and it happened because of um neglect and the parents never took him to the hospital and then it grew from there and there's the whole the whole thing where people wanted to study his brain after his death and his parents refused they were like oh he wanted to be cremated so we're gonna get him cremated so it's like i don't know i think that head trauma thing might be possible maybe there was a lot of there was a lot of physical abuse that we don't know about um it was the late six you know it was the 60s and the 70s and thing like child abuse from parents and and things like that were not kind of documented or considered serious at the time it was just like oh they're just disciplining him but who knows i mean he could have been beaten to a point where it just turned him into this monster i always there's got to be some there's always a connection with the family or the parents so i i you know the way that the parents kind of set themselves up as like we didn't know that he was like this i smell bs because i think there's some there's something that they're not telling us and at this point they're, they're long gone so there's something that we'll never know but i feel like there was something not right or hidden in the family that we don't know about that that really sort of set off these events in his life it's a twisted story it's a twisted story i gave you such an edited version of his story because it's just it's just everything about it was just disturbing and disgusting and god it's just scary it's really scary um so let me know what you think if you've ever heard the story of course you've heard the story let me know what you think let me know um what you know of the story what do you think drove him to be like this um i love to hear your thoughts love to hear any suggestions for future episodes as well you can message me um, here or you can find me on social media. I'd love to hear what you have to say. Um, if I did miss anything on this podcast episode, um, go check out my YouTube channel. I do an afterthought of all my podcasts there. Um, and if you have any questions, I always answer them there. If I miss something, I'll answer them there. Um, I always give a rundown. So go check that out as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and have a great day. Bye.